Radio Vermont, WDEV, takes no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the House Calls Vermont show host or their guests. The information provided during the House Calls Vermont show is offered only as a public service and should not be used as a substitute for obtaining any professional advice from a licensed professional. WDEV presents House Calls Vermont with hosts Jim Bradley and Chris West. Each week, a new topic specific to building or renovating in the Green Mountains and your phone calls. Brought to you today by R.K. Miles, a third-generation family-owned business proud to be your local building material supplier. Find a location near you at rkmiles.com. By Poly Construction, for over 30 years known for anything construction, big or small jobs, one call does it all. P-O-L-L-I construction.com. Ken Libby of the Stowe Area Realty Group at Keller Williams Stowe, your trusted advisor, 802-793-2002. Curtis Lumber, with two locations in Vermont, Williston, and Burlington. Request a quote for your next project online at curtislumber.com. Sticks and Stuff and Swanton Lumber, with locations in St. Albans, Enosburg, Swanton, Derby, and Middlesex. Shamrock Painting, painting and custom wood finishing, shamrockpainting.com. Matt Clark's Northern Basement Systems for all things basementy. NorthernNEFoundations.com. And by Wytha Windows, high performance passive house windows and doors. Online at WYTHEWindows.com. Your participation is encouraged today. Call the listener line with questions at 802-244-1777. Now, House Calls Vermont with Jim and Chris. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Chris with House Calls Vermont. I'm here with my colleague and friend, Jim Bradley. Good afternoon, everybody. Glad to have you. And here we are. This is our second to last episode of our season. After next week, we will be taking our summer hiatus and the garden show will be back. Of course, considering the temperatures we've been seeing this past week, uh, my wife is already out in the garden. Uh, She's like, it's thawing already. And we're not used to that quite this early in the season. Um, But it's very exciting uh, that we're going to be getting back to gardening and seeing green things growing and stuff. Well, what was it I saw years ago? There was this temperature difference in, throughout the nation. And in Vermont, once it gets to 45 degrees, people are rolling down their windows in their vehicles. So now we're going to be at 55 <laughs> degrees today. So probably a few of you are wearing shorts and maybe tank tops. When I first uh, was visiting here before I moved here in the late 90s, uh, we came up for a winter holiday and it was 20 degrees out and there were kids in the street in shorts and T-shirts. And we were like, ah, because <laughs> we came from New York where 20 degrees is 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 certainly considered to be frigid. So um, to, uh, I don't know if you guys have been hearing the the, uh, the promos, promos yep. and we apologize for the mix-up between uh, topics, but today we're going to be talking about the Better Building by Design Conference, which is going to be um, coming up very shortly. Um, in, April 27th and 28th. There we go. Yep. That is a Thursday, uh, Wednesday and a Thursday, I believe. It's almost yep. always a Wednesday and Thursday. Sure. Um, and this is 
the premier building science conference in our region. Um, Efficiency Vermont puts it on, has been putting it on for, you know, uh, something like 20 years. Sure. And it is a great place if you are wanting to know more about what's going on in our industry. There's a huge exhibit hall. That exhibit hall is going to have all kinds of vendors, uh, you know, hawking products. And and you can learn more about uh, indoor air quality products like uh, balanced ventilation. You can learn about yeah. window. There are usually four or five window companies there. I know that uh, Darren Macri from Wythe Windows will be there. He's one of our sponsors and also um, one of our, our buddies. Sure. Um, and so we're going to be talking later on uh, with Steve Spatz about what to expect. But we also have a, a very interesting opportunity. So the conference itself costs uh, about $400 for a two-day pass for an individual to go. If you're a student, it's about $200 for the two days. But for the uh, for a, a regular person, adult person who wants to go and who isn't a student, it's uh, $425 at the door. And we have gotten from Efficiency Vermont one free week, uh, uh, two-day pass, which we are going to make available to one of the callers who calls in today. Um, we have a special number on on, uh, on which caller to be, and you have to answer correctly uh, the a question. A simple question. Very simple question. Something yes. we've talked about in the past, which is, what is the relationship or the the definition of an R value and how does that relate to a U factor or a U value, right? R value is all about resistance of heat loss and U value is all about something like that. So um, tell us what the definition is of an R value um, and what a U value is and uh, we will go ahead and award a, a very valuable two-day pass to this conference. And, and this conference isn't for everybody. It is definitely a great conference if you've been an energy geek listening to our show yep. <laughs> and you have a, maybe a big project coming up and you want to learn more about the building science. If you're an architect, you may have already heard about this, but if you know somebody that's a builder, you are a builder yourself, this is a great opportunity to really see things put into practice that we've been talking about for the last two years. And so if you know somebody like that that you think could benefit from that and you're listening now, be sure to call in a little bit later and we'll be welcome to, 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 to receive that call, but also answer any questions that you have regarding some of your DIY projects that you're doing or if you're having a project done by another builder and you need to know the, the right questions to ask so right. that what where you're investing your money is going to last and it's going to get you the benefits you've been looking for. And when Steve Spatz is on, we're also going to be talking to him about some of the Efficiency Vermont programs that will enable you to tackle some of these projects before it gets cold again next year. Um, and some of these DIY projects, because one thing, yes, we're seeing spring happening and everyone wants to get outside, but you should also consider those things that have been annoying to you this winter is with respect to your house, your comfort, maybe the condensation. I've had so many more phone calls this year because we had such a roller coaster of temperatures, which set off a dynamic of more condensation that ended up causing issues with people's ceilings and walls. And they're wondering why I haven't seen this before. Right. It doesn't mean it wasn't happening before. It just got more pronounced this year, more, more exacerbated because of these temperature differ differentials. And you want to get those things fixed. So make those lists. Chris had asked you many times earlier in the show yep. some of the comfort issues and also air quality issues when people are getting sick in the house more often. Keep a data log of that. Yeah, make a journal. Make a journal. And if you've done that, also with some of those items that you think, I want to get these fixed before next year. 
and don't wait until like one of our customers, what are the chances I can get this fixed before the snow flies? And it was mid to late October and it was like five, four, three, two, one, and it started snowing. And right. I said, well, we were standing there talking to the customer. I want to get it done before the snow flies and the snow started flying as we were standing there. That was a, a pretty good one. And if you're looking for somebody like a DIY um, project or something that you want to have a contractor do, and you're going to go to the EEN network uh, at Efficiency Vermont to hopefully tap into some of the rebates that are there to allow these projects to go forward and make them more affordable, then you want to get on the list now because their contractors are already very, very busy, and there's a waiting list. Um, we're yeah. booking months out ourselves uh, for even the simple energy audits and, and the home performance assessments. So you want to get on that train early because it will Come, become cold again. And just Not only is it going to be cold, but we are we, because of the, the world scene right now. Yes, we have not seen fuel prices like this since 2013. It's been a while, and so although we hope that things will settle down and that prices will come back down, let's assume that we're going to be spending four to five dollars a gallon on fuel oil and propane next heating season, and that will get people. Uh, incentivized to do the work to, do the work, to yeah. get things done. Um, I just want to, before we, we're, we want to talk about next week's show. It's going to be our, our final show for this season. We're going to have uh, Guy Payne on from, from Sion, the, yep. the uh, Sustainable Energy Outreach Network, who, who we've talked about before. Um, and we're going to be sharing the, um, the results from our indoor air quality survey. Yes. So um, please tune in next week. Um, we're going to be talking about what we found when normal listeners put this indoor air quality monitor in their houses. And did that open door uh, closer? So the, the just to remind you, if you were a part of the survey, you were asked to put this indoor air quality monitor in your bedroom, and then one night leave the door open, one night close the door, and do that two two, two uh, nights in a row. So one door open, door close, door open, door close for four four days in a row. Let me recant, um, and then move it to your living room. Yes. Right, and then uh, we'll see uh, about uh, what the actual uh, indoor air quality is like, and we'll share that next week. Well, the uh, one question I have: you, you mentioned normal listeners. What about the abnormal listeners? What about those people? Please <laughs> listen to. Um, I'm not going to start making assumptions about who is, Nor- uh, uh, what uh, is our, normal. Well, uh, I, I, what I had in my brain when I said that was the difference between professional uh, construction and builders and people who are not in the industry. The so, lay person. Uh, lay. Uh, lay. Yep. person. Yes. Um, so we'll be sharing those uh, those results next week. We've been having uh, lots of uh, interest and, and I'm really excited about seeing what those results are. Certainly. Certainly. Um, but we're coming right up on our first break. But when we come back, Steve Spatz is on the line already and we we do request to give us a call uh, with any of the questions that you have, like the Efficiency Vermont program, some of the DIY measures that you could accomplish on your or own. Or if there's something going on at your house or something you're planning to do that you'd like to discuss, we'd love to hear it. Or you've noticed some of those problems with your house that you're saying, why? what's causing that? Yep. You know, Certainly give us a call. And also, if you'd like to enter to uh, win the, uh, the the ticket for the uh, Better Buildings by Design conference, certainly call in and we'll get your name in there. We'll ask you the question. And But after that, uh, we'll, we'll be right back after these messages. Christmas Eve then and now by Wythe Windows. Christmas Eve then. And Mama and her kerchief and I and my cap had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. Tighten up that kerchief. It's going to be a cold one. It's that nasty draft from the window that's to blame. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. 
Hurry, I think I see something. It's stuck. And Christmas Eve now. Look, it's Santa. What a clear, unobstructed view we get through our white windows. Quick, tilt it open. Hey, Santa, it's Jim. Those are some good-looking white tilt-and-turn windows. I know. Eight locking points keep them air and watertight, and they're made in New Jersey. That's my next stop. I have a new guitar for the boss. I heard him exclaim, and he drove out of sight. White windows for all, for a house cozy and tight. White windows, high-performance passive house windows and doors. Online at WITHEWindows.com. Such as uh, the buildings are so tight, yep. they have alternative heat or even a furnace. Um, then what are we doing to try to balance that, that airflow or the loss of oxygen? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and a, a part of any energy audit is looking at the, the existing leakage of the house and where the existing, what we call the combustion appliance, appliances in the, in the building, your, your boiler, the CAS. your CAS. Uh, the, co- the combustion appliance zone is what CAS stands for. Yep. But you have these imbu- uh, combustion appliances, your boiler, your, your furnace, uh, your hot water heater, if you have a separate hot water heater. And what we want to do is we want to find out how well it's functioning at the point of the audit so that we understand if things get tighter that those things may not get the right amount of oxygen if they're atmospherically vented. And that is why, Forbes, we always recommend, and it's not just to get more business for the EEN contractor, it's when you're going to make changes and you've watched a commercial on TV and they say, buy this, put it in, everything will be fine. If you don't look at the house as a system, you could really affect the long-term durability, but as you brought up, the health and safety of the home. And so you have to address that first. And when I first got into this business, 17 years ago on the, on the weatherization side, it was more so I was thinking, let's just make it as efficient as possible. But you got to look at the whole indoor air quality. you got to look at the appliances. That's right. And if you start setting up a situation where some of the appliances can backdraft, that means not all the combustion gases get out of the building. Some of them want to come back in if the house is too tight, especially when you're turning on high-efficiency bath fans. A dryer that could be pushing out 300 CFM of air, yep. exhausting that out, causing the depressurization, and thus not allowing the wood stove to start up correctly, not allowing the, the heating system to draft, especially a natural draft oil. Um, Oil furnace will definitely backdraft if the house is too tight. But it's not about leaving the house leaky. It's about making it tight but ventilating it right and correctly. And so once you do that, you're not going to have these problems, and you'll get a more efficient home at the same time. And that's why we are also strong advocates of HRVs and ERVs. Heat make, recovery ventilation or, yep. or energy recovery ventilation. To make sure your indoor air quality stays where it needs to with respect to health and safety. So. And it really does depend uh, – uh, Forbes on on whether where the building starts. Like if we walk into a house and and uh, it's an old farmhouse and we do a, a blower door test and it ends up being 15 air changes per hour at 50 pascals, right? A brand new house being built right now is three air changes per hour at 50 pascals. Yep. If that building is at 15 air changes per hour. It would be an amazing amount of work to get that house so tight that the it meets combust, code. right? That <laughs> yeah. that at first it meets code, yeah. and then that the the combustion appliance uh, appliances may not work the way they did before the work. So it really is about where you're starting 
with that building and where you're ending up. If, if you were to get a 50% reduction in a house that's 15 air changes per hour, 50 pascals air leakage, and you got it down to seven and a half or, or something like that, you'd still have more than enough infiltration, that uncontrolled in, you know, air getting through the building for that combustion appliance zone, uh, uh, appliance to work. We do check that though. When, when we do a test out, we make sure that the, that you're going to have enough, uh, air going to those appliances to make sure that it's safe and that the indoor air quality is going to be good. Does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. Um, you know, let's just, in a common layman's terms, um, what could just uh, an individual be able to do to, you know, within their own means of being able to keep a balance there? Well, certainly one thing, and I'll just give you an example for my own house. My house is extremely tight, but I am an advocate for a wood-fired appliance. I, I have a very efficient wood stove. I like the way it works. I like doing the work to bring the wood in and everything else. And my boys, if you're listening, yes, you're, you're doing a lot of that work too, and they've, they've all sworn off of uh, heating with wood in the future, but I, I enjoy it. And um, But with that, if you know, on a cold day especially where the, the heating appliance or the wood stove has not been burning previously, you that first startup, if I don't keep the window open next in in the basement to allow for that makeup air to be there when it first gets started, it can be a problem. But I also put what's called a combustion appliance air intake device. So basically it's makeup air. Um, It's it's a a vent that goes from the outdoors directly into the firebox. Now, not all old wood stoves have this, but all the newer ones are coming out with this for as far as I've seen, where you can attach an outside air intake directly to the firebox of the unit, which makes it burn more efficiently, but more safely at the same time. So doing that is one thing for wood burning. When it comes to, like, let's say an atmospherically vented, oil-fired furnace or something like that, you usually would put in what's called a fan in a can, which will then draw air in as soon as there's a call for heat and it starts to ignite the burner you're, a little bit before it ignites it's going to bring in fresh air into that combustion appliance zone to make sure it burns safely your heating professional can walk you through that but to understand Forbes whether or not it's a problem when it comes to a, a wood fire appliance if it starts to backdraft you're going to have smoke in the in the room yep. when you've got a oil fired furnace though backdrafting you may not know and so that's why having somebody do the testing Let's say you're doing all the work yourself and you're not looking for rebates. Still get a heating professional in there after the changes are made to check the CAS zone, the combustion appliance zone, to make sure things are not backdrafting. Yep. That's great. That's good good information. I notice that uh, if I even open up a a garage door, entrance door, I can look over at my wood stove and see all of a a sudden it, it take off. Yeah, sure. Definitely. So that's a good measurement, too. Okay. Yep, yep. All right. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. And good luck with your uh, U and V. Thank you very much. Thank you yes. very much. <laughs> Have a good day, Forbes. So uh, now we have uh, and would like to welcome once again our friend and yours, Steve Spatz. Steve, how, how's it going? Hey, guys. Good. How are you? Yes, and Steve Spatz of Efficiency Vermont with the big uh, Efficiency Vermont tattoo on the left arm, is it, Steve, or is it the right arm? <laughs> Across my full back. <laughs> <laughs> you went all out. Definitely. Yeah. Um, well, it's great to have you back again, Steve. And, and, you know, we're talking about the program. One thing we're still faced with, almost without exception, uh, people say Vermont efficiency. Yeah. You know, a lot of people still don't understand, even though efficiency is 
efficiencies. Vermont has been around for what, 20 years now or yeah, some, yeah. at least, at least that. And people still don't understand the benefits of the program, what it does, how it operates, how, you know, do they always have to call an EEN contractor? What about the DIY situation? And so what we want to be able to do today somewhat and also talk about better buildings by design with you is to have you give a little bit of an explanation of the program, how Vermonters can benefit from that, where the funding comes from, like through the public service board, you know, that everyone's paying into, and why that would be a great resource for people to look for efficiency Vermont, not a, not Vermont efficiency. Sure. Yeah, well, um, yeah, efficiency Vermont, we were um, pretty much the first um, model of an energy efficiency utility uh, in the nation, and this was... The, the, the charter or the development of Efficiency Vermont came out of work with the, the state as the state was moving to try to um, reduce energy use and uh, provide a, a mechanism and a structure to uh, have the utilities and stakeholders engaged in promoting programs and supporting Vermonters you know, on the path towards um, reducing their overall energy use and increasing the affordability of their homes and buildings. So um, Efficiency Vermont really stands as a resource for all Vermonters, um, homeowners, business owners, municipal, you know, um, municipalities, businesses to, to move forward on that path and that journey towards energy efficiency, resiliency, durability, um, and our partnerships with uh, all sectors of, of uh, industry in the state um, run deep. You know, our our work involves obviously, as, as you guys have been discussing, um, a lot of deep connections and, and strong partnerships with contractors in the residential and commercial construction markets. Um, we work in tandem with and partnership with the utilities in the state, so Washington Electric Co-op, small utilities that are. Um, uh, represented under VIPSA, Green Mountain Power, Vermont Gas, Burlington Electric, et cetera. Um, and our funding, or as far as the, you know, incentives and rebate side of the equation is a shared mission between Efficiency Vermont and the utilities themselves, too. So all of those entities and more that I'm naming here are contributing to what the public sees as um, rebates and incentive offers for various products and services and um programs uh, that serve, like I said, the vast need of Vermonters in the state. Right. So one of the things that, that I remember when I first moved to Vermont in 2010 and learned about Efficiency Vermont was the funding mechanism, right? Uh, uh, the, what people think that uh, may think that Efficiency Vermont is just a private company over there doing its thing, getting money to to administer these programs. But it's actually um, getting uh, – we all, everyone who, who has an electrical bill pays a little bit every month, and that goes towards helping – uh, run efficiency Vermont, and then then there's also state money that gets gets sent in. Can you can you clarify that a little bit for us? Well, there's a variety of funding sources that support um, all of the things that I mentioned. Um, so the most you know uh, obvious one, or the one that's most um, in front of of Vermont ratepayers, is what you just mentioned: the energy efficiency charge that you see on your uh, utility bill, and that's a that's a charge that all utility um, customers pay in the state from commercial and industrial and manufacturing to us as individual homeowners. 
Um, so that is that is funding that's focused on electric efficiency, and that money goes towards um, programs, measures, products that reduce electric use um, for ratepayers in the state. And then there's a variety of other money and source, uh, sources of uh, funding that come from allocations from the state, from the, uh, from the legislature, from regional greenhouse gas initiative funding. So when we're talking about supporting programs that impact the reductions in thermal fuel use, so heating fuels um, for buildings that are, you know, doing work on the building envelope. That is actually, you know, from funding resources that are regionally shared by Vermont other states in the Northeast. So it's a variety of, of funding sources that, that come together to sustain these programs and in the utilities as well, too. So, you know, in order for the state to achieve its, its climate goals and the, um, you know, the goals called out for in the Climate Action Plan, uh, the utilities are putting a lot of money forward um, in, from their resources to move these projects and programs and initiatives forward and the, you know, somewhat quote unquote traditional funding mechanisms that have been in place, um, are, are all aligned with that mission. There, there are a lot of initiatives going on right now on, uh, through the state because of, of federal money that's been flowing yes. in specifically mm-hmm. for weatherization programs, both on the, uh, the OEO side, the, the weather assistance program side for, for, uh, low income Vermonters, but also for, for market rate. And we also have this, this new unexpected pressure of high fuel prices. Can you, uh, give us a bit of, of insight into how popular the programs are, how much uptake there is, and how these two uh, forces may may affect uh, you know those programs and how 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 many people are signing up for them. Well, yeah, there's there's additional funding opportunities that are available here in the state from the um, uh, federal funding that's ca- that came down the line from uh, COVID um, policies. So there's a lot of money available um, in the state coffers in general right now that normally would not be there, and that money is being allocated in a lot of different avenues. Some of you know to a lot of different entities in the state as well too, because there are certain timeframes around spending this money and you know uh, intended impacts for it for it being spent. So, um, so there's a variety of initiatives that are going to be. You know, funded and new opportunities that will be available um, in the, this year and in the years ahead. Um, there certainly is a lot of interest from you know towns. Like this, this is a great opportunity for municipalities and, and towns to to do a lot of work on their publicly owned and town owned buildings um, to really make an impact and a dent on you know the affordability and functionality of those buildings and efficiency of those buildings. Um, and on an individual level, yes, there's there's more focus both at the state and federal level at this point on the impacts of weatherization and um, trying to put more emphasis on getting more homes weatherized in the state of Vermont and built in businesses as well. Um, so there will be some some changes in what has been the um, incentive levels uh, for weatherization um, in the near in the near future. Here, demand is very high. So um, workforce needs and workforce development is a major piece of the equation here across Certainly. all sectors. Yeah. Um, and you guys have been talking about that. So, you know, from a consumer or homeowner standpoint, 
you're certainly going to see some some things that may entice and up the opportunities to to act um, in in the future here in the near term, and you know reaching out to the appropriate professionals to to work with on that on that work is certainly as you guys have been encouraging the right way to go. You know we want to make sure that this is you know work that's being done is going to be durable, safe, and healthy as well as let's do it right. Yeah, yeah, because to me these homes that we've been in for for you know, so often over the last, you know, almost two decades have shown that a lot of work has been done incorrectly with best intentions. Yeah. And so we want to avoid those those problems. If we're spending money, investing money, we want to make sure we're keeping our building safe and durable, but yet getting them efficient at the same time. So currently, Steve, um, what's really important, I think, is for the public to understand, the listeners to understand, what are those rebate levels now, whether they use a contractor or the DIY project? Could you speak to a little bit about that? Sure. So, um, you know, there's the weatherization assistance programs, which is an income eligible uh, program that's available through the Office of Economic Opportunity. So that's the, you know, uh, statewide weatherization agencies. Um, they serve uh, uh, homeowners who are um, under a certain cap of income, household income. Efficiency Vermont, so performance with uh, Energy Star program serves the market that um, is above that income threshold for the um, weatherization assistance programs. Uh, so we, right now, the incentives that are available for homeowners to work in our program uh, to help defer the cost or, or reduce the cost of uh, weatherization is we're paying um, 50% of the project cost up to either $1,000 capped uh, or three thousand dollars cap, depending on household income as well. So, sure. for households that are at 120 percent of, of uh, area median income or below, are uh, down to 80 percent area in, in median income. Uh, that incentive cap is three thousand dollars. For households that are above 120 percent um, median income, the cap for incentives is a thousand dollars. So, so one thing that's um, important about that then is that the cost of the home performance assessment, it's not a direct payment for that, but it will offset that cost by being able to tap into those monies, even if you qualify for the lowest amount. But then you get a roadmap as to how the house is performing and the proper instruction as to how to install these measures appropriately, even if it's a DIY project. And so one thing that I've been able to benefit from, and I think our, the clients in Vermont is how they've expanded the pro, uh, the pro program, excuse me, to where outside of network contractors who aren't part of the EEN can still mm-hmm. offer these rebates to the fellow Vermonters if they have the assessment done, they make sure the measures are being done appropriately. One lady I spoke to, I mentioned to you, Steve, earlier, earlier in the week where she had us out there. We did a test. Another, you know, contractor, in fact, it's a sponsor of the show, is doing the work, and yet I was able to tell her, I said, the good thing about this is, in the state of Vermont, there's, it's a rarity to have inspections on work that's done. And so at least you're getting another set of eyes of a trained professional mm-hmm. to make sure that work's been done appropriately, safely, and it will be durable. And so that's a, a side benefit of the program that's not really marketed that way, yeah. but it's an extra benefit I, as I see it. 
I just want to jump sure. in uh, real quick and throw out that number again. Uh, we are, have a phone number here, 244-1777 in the 802. Um, we do have this, this question. Uh, we're asking uh, if you call in and are interested in putting your hat in the ring, uh, for that, uh, that, uh, ticket. ticket. Yeah, for the Denver Bullets worth $425 by yeah. for the two days at Finch Vermont. And again, Steve, thank you so much for, for making that possible. It's, it's a, an exciting opportunity for someone who normally wouldn't get an a- access or may not have access to be able to go and, and participate in this, which is, um, actually one of the best, um, small building science shows in the, in the country, in my opinion. Well, thank you, and I'll be biased and agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to bash it. Yeah. Um, so I was I was noticing um, one of the things that that just to jump to the BBD for a second, which that's what we call it, the Better Building by Design. Uh, this year, the uh, keynote speaker is Peter Yost, and, and Peter Yost is a uh, a, a wingnut. He's uh, a wingnut. He's by, the, by his own uh, <laughs> declaration. <laughs> he, he even has a hat. If you do the class, he has a, a hat. That's a wingnut. What? A well-respected wingnut. Yes, definitely. Yes, yes. So Peter Yost is a, is a well-respected, nationally and internationally respected building scientist who um, works with the Building Science Corp. I, I believe that he's just left working for the Building Science Corp, which is a Vermont-based building science company. Um, and Peter ha- is also working with Sion, the Sustainable Energy Outreach Network, to develop the uh, the high performance building builders training course for that they're that they've developed and are, are offering. So uh, he's going to be the keynote speaker. He's also got uh, at least one session that he's going to be uh, presenting. You know that if Peter has uh, decided what the the title of that session is, it'll always have the term wingnut in it. So uh, this particular session that I saw that, that he's going to be doing is um, how we can um, uh, do building science product testing um, kind of in a grassroots way, right? One of the tests that I remember him doing very famously was there was this whole discussion about these high-performance tapes, these acrylic tapes that are out there for taping membranes or taping windows. Um, And a lot of the manufacturers had tests done, um, but uh, he said, well, we're just going to do a wingnut test. I'm just going to tape some stuff uh, two two pieces of of, uh, of of plywood, I think it was in his backyard. That was actually a piece of plywood, and it was supporting a um, twenty ounce uh, soda bottle. Oh, there you full, go, full of water. And he put it out in our temperatures, and he wanted to see which one stood up. He did like ten different tapes, and he just taped those out there, and he just let it sit there out there all winter, and let the actual weather tell us whether it was going to do a good job or not. So that's that's the type of grassroots uh, experiments that that Peter is well known for, and. And uh, I highly recommend um, uh, calling in at 802-244-1777 and giving us the answer. What is an R value and how is an R value and a U factor related? Um, And if you answer correctly, then uh, you may very well be the the winner of those tickets. That ticket, sorry. (laughs) And Steve, for you, I had the question, you know, as far as our listeners are concerned, because a lot of times, you know, they want to do things themselves. And there are monies available through the DIY network on getting, you know, uh, help with some of the materials they're going to be purchasing to make their home better. But the one thing I always want to make sure that people understand is building science works 
all year round, not just because the extreme cold, but also the warmer summers, also when you're dealing with mold that and humidity issues that you know can contribute to one another. And so in the capacity that – the way you operate the program at Efficiency Vermont, what is available to the, the regular Vermonter that's going to do some of these DIY products on their own? And what would you recommend would be the, the best way or the best type of measures that they could uh, t- look for in their home? Well, um, as far as the, um, you know, the, the DIY, we have, uh, we still have an offer of a hundred dollars, um, cash back basically if you, uh, perform at three of a list of 10 different, uh, items that are on a list on our website. So you basically can submit to us, you know, what you spent on, on the materials to do the work and, and, uh, we will, Give you a uh, reimburse you for a hundred dollars for installing those those measures. So that includes things like um, an attic hatch, uh, insulating, doing some air sealing in your attic, um, bulkhead doors, doing the band joist or 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 sill uh, in your basement, um, weather stripping on doors and windows. Um, so stuff like that, um, and those are some of the you know DIY sort of projects that are um, accessible and attainable to to most homeowners um, to start making an impact um, in your home. You know, and I think that's one of the benefits. And as we were saying, as far as the you know incentive programs and access with contractors, the you know the construction industry is spread thin in general right now, and it's, definitely it's the you know people are scheduling out a long ways. And unfortunately, I think that's just going to be the way it is for, for the time being. And hopefully some initiatives and efforts on workforce development will bring new uh, workers into this space and, and expand capacity. But, you know, having that roadmap, as you've been talking about and understanding about the big picture of what's going on with your home, uh, you know, the homeowner can really start to chip away at that on their own if you're waiting for a contractor to do the bigger job. You know, so there are definitely things in this vein that you can, you know, start to tackle. Um, so, yeah, you know, door weather stripping is is a common thing. That's, you know, a, definitely a comfort impact, um, getting rid of those drafts around your entry doors to the house and getting a good weather stripping kit to uh, install and replace the uh, stops or, or back up the stops that are on the existing door. Um, there's things you can do with windows as well, you know, like just replacing latches. If they're old wooden sashes that, um, you know, the latches were removed or came off at some point in the past, uh, gaskets that can be used at the sash to, to seal, you know, an uneven sill anymore. Um, the band joist is another thing in a basement. You know, if you're down in your basement and you're looking up or in your crawl space and you're seeing the wood of the exterior frame of your floor system, and the sill plate that it's resting on, that's an opportunity to get after and, and insulate and seal up. And that's quite, you know, cost effective to do with a couple cans of spray foam in a can, you know, with a spray foam gun and uh, a few sheets of uh, foam board that you can cut with a knife to fit in between too. So, um, yeah, there's some great stuff that you can really, you know, start to, to chip away at, at the big picture um, as a homeowner. Excellent. So, Steve, where would one of our Vermonters go? Where would a contractor go if they wanted to, you know, look for more training? Because I know there's a lot of training 
opportunities on the website, videos that they can watch and courses mm-hmm. that they can attend that are no cost to them. Um, where would they go to find all this information? So if you, if you go to the efficiencyvermont.com website, not the Vermont Efficiency.com <laughs> site. Yep. Um, efficiencyvermont.com. And from there, you can um, navigate your way around to product services, rebates. Uh, there's a lot of information, as, as Jim notes. But as far as, you know, some of the – there is a lot of good hands-on material, you know, to guide uh, homeowners about how to start working on some of these things. Yes. So the easiest way to find for some of that is to uh, go to the rebates tab. And then uh, choose insulation, air sealing, and residential, and that'll bring you to all the rebate offers that are available for Certainly. homeowners. And in that, you'll see the rebate offer for DIY weatherization. And then on that page, there's some other links, uh, related content um, that'll include how-to resources, um, some videos on, on doing air sealing. So, um, yeah, if you spend a little time poking around. Um, on those sites, and as you know, you go to one link, you'll see some other links there that are associated with the, the content you're on. So, um, yeah, it's a good. It's, it's there's a, there's enough there to to keep you occupied. I would say as Excellent. far as. Uh, finding resources to to get after some of these projects. Great. Well, Excellent. we're right up against a, a break here right now, Steve, so please hold on the line. Uh, once again, sure. uh, give us a call, 802-244-1777, with your DIY question, or if you're interested in going to the Better Building by Design on our on, with a free ticket, yes. uh, give us a call, and we'll see you after the break. Welcome back, listeners, to House Calls Vermont with Jim and Chris. Hey, guys. And uh, we have Steve Spatz on the phone just for a little bit longer. Um, but, Steve, thank you for being here today. But we did um – you know, this is the time of year when most people are, once again, are thinking about getting outside and maybe some are still thinking about spring cleaning, but the spring greening is really important too. Getting in line first mm-hmm. for somebody to come in there and maybe look at your house to see where improvements could be made, but also, you know, what projects you can do on your own. And, you know, Efficiency Vermont, as you mentioned, is a great resource for some of those ideas that they should be looking at and also understanding the rebate structure that's out there. Um, and, and make sure that, uh, they keep their eyes open to see that if, if rebates are going to be changing in a positive direction as we move through the year with some of these additional fundings coming through that they keep up on that so they know what can help offset these really high costs that people are experiencing at this point in time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So please yeah, keep keep um, checking in throughout the uh, throughout the year. And you know, Jim, you make a good point there about you know starting to make some of those connections now um, and reaching out to contractors now. I mean. From the standpoint of, uh, you know, how contractor base kind of works, if you're trying to find a carpenter or a builder or a general carpenter, a general contractor, um, for a project for this year, you know, and now is a hard time because they're all pretty seeing the, seeing the map ahead of them of what they're going to be working on for, um, the next, you know, nine to 12 months. Uh, you know, home performance contractor base and some, and the insulation contractor base, you know, the busy time typically of the year for them is from, you know, September, October through April or May. And yep. then usually the summer months are a bit quieter. So this is a great time to be thinking about, you know, that planning and, and finding some room and capacity on their schedules 
Um, because as I say, you know, as you start to get into, you know, the cooler months and trying to get stuff done before the snow flies, well, a lot of people are thinking the same thing and then it gets tighter and, and harder to get to that, get, realize the impact of the work, um, in a time frame that you may be, you're hoping to achieve it in. So, and this is also a good time of the year too, with some of that DIY stuff to be, you know, looking around at the house as you start to, at some, you know, the heating and cooling or the heating equipment and other things start to uh, not be used as much. Um, and we are, we're, we're coming to the tail end of the heating season. So, you know, checking things like the filter in your furnace, if you don't even know that there's a filter for your <laughs> furnace duct system, yep. or maybe you've realized I haven't looked at that in a while. Now is a great time to, to check it out and replace it. Um, you know, other things like that, your, your, your dryer vents, you know, check those and make sure that they're clear. Um, you got heat, heat pump, pump filters, clean your heat pump a, filters. Yeah, You're going to be that, going from yep. heating to cooling at some point in between is a good idea. To, and if you haven't cleaned yep. your heat pump, like if you've had your heat pump in there for a while, give We Clean Heat Pumps a, a call and and get on their schedule because once at least once every two years, you should have that indoor unit completely cleaned. Uh, I had that done last year, and I'd had one of those heat pumps in place without having that cleaning done for almost nine years and uh, the uh, the results of the cleaning were were quite visible and quite dirty so <laughs> make sure that uh, that right. you look at those maintenance things also like you said uh, Steve this is a great time as you're getting down to no longer needing to use your heating system to get in touch with your heating professional and if you have an oil burning system have that cleaned every year and if you've got a natural gas burning system have that cleaned at least every two years. Right. Yep. And Steve, sure. can, can I ask yeah. you one more question, if you've got time? Mm-hmm. So we, we've okay. mentioned about the fact of workforce development. We've mentioned that there is a great demand for this type of work to be done by professionals, definitely with the EEN network. You know, I've been a part of that now for 17 years um, as, as part of being a partner with Efficiency Vermont, and I think it's been a great uh, opportunity. And so for the people out there that are looking to possibly – uh, expand their construction business, expand what they do, even if you are outside of network contractors now doing this type of work, to get a better educational opportunity there to, to you know, solidify what you're doing. Um, or you, you know of an individual who's saying, okay, what do I want to do in the future? What, what profession do I want yeah, to do? Yeah, I'm looking for a change in careers. What's a possibility for me? Yeah, so how would that individual, you know, jump into an opportunity with Efficiency Vermont, not being employed by them, but being a partner with them, what would you recommend to somebody in that sure. situation? Well, this is something that uh, if, if you're, for anyone, you know, in, in the position of, of seeking employment or a career change or just getting into the workforce or expanding, you know, their, their business offer, offers and, um, and flexibility, uh, there will be a lot of, um, opportunities in this year and in the the months ahead, yes. uh, in regard to access to trainings and to um, you know workforce efforts. So it is something that there's there's actually funding in place that's that's already like being rolled out to different uh, organizations and entities in the state. Uh, Efficiency Vermont's been working very closely with those partners over the past um, nine months or so uh, on this. Um, particular, you know, topic and really, you know, making sure that as funding was going to be available from the federal government, that it would be going towards, um, 
programs that were already ready to roll and be impactful out of the gates or so like resource in, in, um, in Chittenden County is uh, going to be having courses, Vermont Adult Learning, CEON, uh, Vermont Technical College, Vermont Works for Women. Um, there's a lot of great stuff that's already there, ready to, to roll, and, and you'll be seeing, you know, more opportunities to take classes and to to learn new skills and gain access to employers as well, too. So that's a part of how this workforce effort is rolling out. It's not just creating opportunities and access to new career paths and, and learning and training, but also as a result of that access and training, connecting with employers that are seeking, you know, new people to come on board. So... Um, Efficiency Vermont will have, you know, content and, and links to those sorts of things on our website, uh, the Vermont Department of Labor, some of those organizations I was mentioning, you know, just a moment ago, Vermont Technical College, you know, as well, too. So yep. it's great time to be, you know, taking advantage of, of these learning opportunities and, and really, you know, seeing if this is a, a, a career opportunity for you. And, and I know for myself, uh, back in 2008 and 2006 through 2008, when the downturn happened the last time, I was recently, I'd started my personal business back in 2005, and then all of a sudden here comes you know the recession that we had, the Great Recession, and yet I had been a new partner with Efficiency Vermont, and I can tell you this, I experienced significant blessing during that time. I did not have a slow moment. If anything, the business started growing mm-hmm. because one thing I've seen people do, they may not build new as much, they may not renovate as much. But when prices are going up, they are definitely looking to ways to save money, and they're going to invest in these opportunities. And from from there, everything grew into what I do today. And I can say for an individual who is considering this, this isn't just – we're not just blowing smoke. This is is a definite viable opportunity for a career path that you can do a lot of good for a lot of people, including the earth as well, um, and our resources by getting into this career field. And uh, we've had a a kind of an awakening – in our industry on what people are being paid, right? Just two years ago, an entry-level weatherization worker or carpentry was making $15 to $18 an hour. That's that's now in the mid-20s or even the low 30s. So um, if you know someone, if you, our listeners out there, know someone who is looking to change their career, who are are looking to get into a, a new industry, you couldn't have chosen a better time to get into the construction industry, whether that's straight up new construction, carpentry, handyman work, handy person work, or weatherization, uh, the opportunities are going to be there at least for this year, if not for the next couple of years. Oh, many years, yeah. Be- because of because of the initiatives the state is is backing, because of this um, COVID money that the federal government is sending our way, um, and a lot of the initiatives that the state has has been working on since last year to make sure that we're getting closer and closer to meeting our goals as a state of having uh, originally 120,000 houses weatherized by 2030. Um, I think we're down, I think they've readjusted 90, that to 90. 90,000. Um, yeah. But that's still 90,000 houses weatherized before 2030. And it may be 2035. We may have to push that goal post back. But the uh, the effort's going to be there. So the need is going to be there. So the work is going to be there. And they're talking yeah. about doubling 
at two times, right? We're talking about a once doubling of the weatherization workforce and then doubling it again. So a four-time expansion of that workforce. And we need people to do that. So if you know someone who might be looking for work, change your career, um, you can reach out to us at uh, housecallsvt at gmail.com. You can uh, get in touch with Efficiency Vermont, or you can get in touch with one of these other organizations, Resource of Vermont Tech, um, and uh, and get involved. Get, uh, get to be a part of this community. Which makes it a nice segue, Steve, yep. to the, the ticket you were able to secure for us to the Better Buildings by Design. If that appeals to you, what better way to get your appetite even wetter, if you will, uh, <laughs> is by going to the Better Buildings by Design, yeah. hearing that. That's what started for me. I took a one-day course offered by Dave Keefe, Efficiency Vermont at Curtis Lumber, and I heard this, and I realized, my gosh, I've been repairing all these buildings, expecting different results, and yet it was weather-related, it was our climate-related um, rot and deterioration, and I said, gosh, this is the way you do it right. Yeah. This is the way you get that education, and then I became, that's when I started to become a partner with Efficiency Vermont, and everything took off from there. So the Better Buildings by Design, it's a great uh, opportunity for for better training. And should you want to take advantage of that ticket, you still have a few minutes to give us a call at 802-244-1777. Or you can email us at housecallsvermont at gmail.com, and we'll be able to set you up there. Yeah, i got to tell you, when I go to the BBD conference, I, uh, I've been going since I started living here in 2011. Um, and I've got to say, I walk out of there energized. I walk out of there ready to do the work, ready to to uh, work harder uh, to move our uh, existing houses and our new construction forward to using less energy, to uh, being less yeah. of a part of the problem. Well, it gives you the perspective that there there is a critical mass of people. You know, who are have a shared interest and shared passion for for making this stuff happen, and uh, you know it does. It is inspiring, and it is a uh, yeah. It's it's just it's eye opening in a lot of ways, um, especially if you you get an inkling of an interest in in you know getting deeper into um, you know building science and nuts and bolts of construction. Um, it's a great opportunity, uh, you know. And I had a very similar you know trajectory and career path as Jim you have, you know, and, um, you know, I had my own business and it, it, it offered me flexibility and, and, um, uh, you know, um, resiliency as a business owner by being able to work in varying capacities in the residential construction market from new construction to renovations to weatherization. And I mean, this is not, the construction industry is not a, a sector that's going to be taken over by Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk robots and artificial <laughs> intelligence. You know, this, these buildings are still going to need to be worked on by human beings for, right. yes, right. for decades to come. So, you know, and we're, we, another thing that's important for me in that is that we really don't want to lose the, the trade skills and the, um, you know, the competency that the needs to be transferred that's person right. to person. You know, with time and Excellent. the apprenticeship model, it, it's crucial. So it definitely is. We need to keep the keep the trades viable. Definitely. Well, Steve, thank you for joining us once again today, and uh, hope you have a great week. And hopefully, we'll be seeing you at the Better Buildings by Design. All right, guys. Well, appreciate all your your hard work and passion for this, and and getting the word out. And it's been uh, been a pleasure to be with you on okay. this call. Thanks, Steve. Excellent. Have thank a you. great weekend.
And, and so one thing that it, it, that came up uh, as I was thinking about you know this being our second to last show, and now we have our last one next week where we're going to be discussing indoor air quality results from the test and also having Guy Payne from Sion, which is a st- sustainable energy outreach network, another training opportunity for carpenters to understand carpentry and building science and how they relate. We're going to have that next week. But I was also thinking about the possibility of once the season ends this year, um, looking to hear from individuals of topics that you have questions about that you would like us to explore further. I mean, usually in the course of, of our week, um, so many topics come up, and some of them are repetitive, but some of them are uniquely different. I often tell my, my sons, I said, listen, I'm faced every day, challenged every day with something I've never seen before, and I've got to come up with a result or you know some type of solution. And so with that, are there things in your house, are there things that you experience with energy efficiency or durability issues or You've got this mold problem or you've got, you know, just the, the, the air inside your house seems stale. Um, you know, give us an email at uh, housecallsvermont at gmail.com. Um, send us those topics or those ideas that you'd like us to explore. And we can certainly do that off season when we're, we have yep. our YouTube channel. Um, and we'll be doing more of those broadcasts. But also we can bring those back into next season because it's always salient, important information for everybody to learn from. And, and what you experienced in your situation and how a solution was, was found is going to to help somebody else. And so in the meantime, Chris, help our listeners understand where they can watch some of those audit eavesdropping uh, uh, episodes that we have. Absolutely. So um, first of all, the uh, email is housecallsvt at gmail.com. And if you go on and do a search for House Calls Vermont YouTube or go on to the YouTube channel and type in House Calls Vermont, you'll be able to get to our House Calls Vermont YouTube page. And there we have a series of, of uh, what we call audit eavesdropping where we took video of us doing an energy audit and and pointing out things that we noticed. And if you watch enough of them, you'll start to get the the feel for the pace that Jim and I um, use when we're doing these audits. Um, And uh, you can send comments. You can uh, share them. um, And uh, please, I think that's a great idea to let us know what what we can uh, talk about uh, as we're preparing for next season, which will start in October of this year. So we've got one more show. Next show is going to be about indoor air quality survey that we've been doing since uh, December. And we're really looking forward to sharing that with you. Until next time, this is Chris West. And Jim Bradley. For House Calls Vermont. Have a good rest of your weekend. We'll see you. House Calls Vermont on WDEV has been brought to you by R.K. Miles, a third-generation family-owned business proud to be your local building material supplier. Find a location near you at rkmiles.com. By Holly Construction. For over 30 years, known for anything construction, big or small jobs, one call does it all. P-O-L-L-I construction.com. Ken Libby of the Stowe Area Realty Group at Keller Williams Stowe, your trusted advisor. 802-793-2002. Curtis Lumber with two locations in Vermont, Williston and Burlington. Request a quote for your next project online at curtislumber.com. Buy sticks and stuff at Swanton Lumber with locations in St. Albans, Petersburg, Swanton, Derby, and Middlesex. Shamrock Painting. Painting and custom wood finishing. Shamrockpainting.com. 
by Matt Clark's Northern Basement System for all things basementy. NorthernNEFoundations.com. And by Wythe Windows, high-performance passive house windows and doors. Find them online at WYTHEWindows.com. And be sure to tune in next Saturday at 1230 during the noon hour for House Calls Vermont right here on WDEV.